You're listening to Pod News Extra. More stuff from Pod News and the Pod News Weekly Review. This podcast is hosted and sponsored by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gives you easy and powerful tools with free learning materials and remarkable customer support. It even includes dynamic audio, like this. Get started free today at buzzsprout.com. I'm joined by Ami Thaka, right? Good. I'm so glad because I can edit this bit out. <laughs> She's the wonderful host of Tuck It Out. Now, you've done over 110 episodes. Ami, how are you? I am excellent. How are you, Sam? Good, good. Now, first of all, tell me a little bit about your podcast. Why did you start it and what is it? So, we'll start with the why. I am technically a lawyer, an attorney. Rewinding back a little bit, I graduated from undergrad with a business degree, thought I was going to go into business, worked at Enron, which was my first job. Enron obviously didn't work out. Then ended up living in India for a year, doing all sorts of creative stuff because I've always had this creative side. I just never knew what to do with it. Ended up going to law school because I'm a good Indian girl and practiced law in New York for a while, met my husband. And since we've been married, which is almost, God, almost 13 years now, we moved around eight times, seven times. I can't, I'm losing count because of his job. So we've moved abroad. We were in Indian Dubai, Dallas, Arkansas, Connecticut, and now we're back in Dallas. And each time I was trying to pick up the pieces of my career again, trying to find new jobs, new projects, because I just never been the type that could sit at home. You must love it when he comes in and goes, honey, we're moving again. Oh, yes. We've had many those... <laughs> Many fine moments over the years when he's like a new role, but it's fantastic. He's with one company and enjoying it. And the moves are worth it. It is a lot of work, but totally worth it. And it's been quite an adventure. But that being said, it's definitely hard as a spouse that's following the partner that's working to figure out what they want to do. So throughout these moves, I'm searching for my purpose, if you want to say, trying to work at startups and writing for magazines and you name it, I have done it all. Worked in radio. And so when we got back from living abroad, I had just had my first daughter. I was pregnant with my second daughter. I was completely frustrated with my career stuff. And I thought, you know what? I am tired of, A, looking for something, figuring out what my passions are, because I have so many. And I, I couldn't just do the stay-at-home mom thing. It just wasn't me. And so Serial had just kind of come out. It was a big deal in the U.S., I think around the world. Yeah. And, and so I was like, you know what? I love the concept of podcasting. I didn't know much about it, but I knew, one, I loved interviewing people. I had done it through the magazines I worked with. And I loved the audio medium because I had worked in various radio stations. Two and two together, Serial was this huge inspiration. And then, bam, I was like, let me just start found a guy that could help me with the tech stuff because I know nothing about tech still to this day. And I took the route of interviewing South Asian trailblazers, experts, and leaders. First, in the U.S., I started off just with the U.S. and then expanded simply because, look, I am Indian American. I am... Sorry, clarity, not Native Indian American. Not Native Indian American, no. <laughs> yes, Indian American parents are from India. And... I was curious about other Indian American stories, how they got to where they got in their careers. Were they confused like I was ever? 
Were they the typical doctor, lawyers, engineers that our parents wanted us to be? And then the second part of that was I had a strong network. So it was easy to get guests because I could just call up my friends who were doing big things. So that's why I started off the interviews with South Asian Trailblazers. And the name comes from my last name, Tucker. I've been called Tucker my whole life. And I was tuckered out from figuring out my jobs, moving around, being a mom. And yeah, I just thought it was a fun name. And this was, I my first episode came out December 2017 and uh, kind of started off as a hobby. I think like a lot of podcasters. Yeah, most of us are. As I said at the beginning, you've done 111 episodes. So looking back at the first episode you started, what's changed? What have you learned from that? You know, honestly, Sam, I was just telling my husband, a few things. One, I feel like this podcast has become my own therapy session. Because when you are talking to others about the South Asian story, you end up, of course, talking about your relationship with your culture, relationship with our parents, your own journey. And I feel like throughout these past two and a half years, I've just learned a lot about myself and how my stories from childhood that I haven't thought about for years. I've also learned that we all have a common thread. A lot of us have common thread, even if you live in the US or live in the UK or Australia or Singapore. The South Asian story is, we have a lot in common, no matter where you are, but it's also very unique depending on where your family immigrated to. And so it's just been fascinating to learn about other people, but I think, not to sound cheesy, but really learning more about myself. Oh gosh, so many. I had mentioned that Serial was an inspiration to start the podcast. And on my 75th episode, I got to interview Rabia Chaudhary, who was the attorney and family friend of Adnan that kind of helped launch the whole podcast. And so talking to her was just a full circle kind of moment. She's just a very interesting, intelligent woman. She's done such great work. Also, I had interviewed Cal Penn my 90th episode, I believe. And I had worked with Cal 20 some years ago as his production assistant on a film set back in Austin when I was living there and hadn't spoken to him since, ran into him at an event in Connecticut. I was like, we got to do this. And it was really cool to talk 20 years later about everything. And he's Gujarati and we on the film sets, we would just bust out with Gujarati. And so we just, I don't know, it, it was really nice to connect with him again after all these years. Gosh, just so many, I'm trying to think. Also, I, yeah, the CEO of Luminary, Rishi Molotra, was a great guest. Right. Yeah. And who's on your wish list? Well, your prime minister would be nice. <laughs> oh, I'll have a word. <laughs> Rishi don't worry about the country. Hurry yeah. up. Ami wants to interview. Don't you have time for me? I don't understand. <laughs> when you come over, I'll take you to number 10. We'll sort it out for you. Yeah, he would be amazing. Lily Singh, I think she's done a lot for Indian women in the US. And so it would be just fun to talk to her. I think we would have a blast. Yeah, no, they're great names. Now, in terms of monetizing your podcast, how are you doing it? Sponsorship. So, you know, it's not consistent. I sometimes get sponsors six weeks in a row, eight weeks in a row, or for certain episodes. It just depends. And then sometimes I don't. And so I think every independent podcaster knows it's a struggle. Unless you are a celebrity or a well-known figure, 
getting a contract with a big network, getting that constant sponsorship support is hard. And so, yeah, there's a lot of platforms you can work with that help you monetize or help you connect with sponsors. Some months are great, some none, but it is what it is. I'm doing it for the passion of it. So, no, that's what independents tend to do. Yeah. Now, you've started doing real world events. You did the South Asian House at South by Southwest. You're, you're doing other events. Tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, when I was uh, my last stint before Dallas, where I am now, we were in Connecticut. And so access to New York was easy. So I was going to a lot of events there. And a friend of mine who was also a guest, Mega Desai, she throws and hosts a party every year called the Volley on the Hudson, which is huge. The Volley Party in New York. It's a fantastic cause for the Desai Foundation. And so I was like, you know what would be really cool? They have red carpet stuff. and But I asked her, what about doing a live podcast or another kind of activation corner, something different from the red carpet? Because not everyone loves red carpet, where I can interview not just big names, but your guest to talk about the event, the foundation. It could be an episode, obviously, for my podcast, but you can also use that for your marketing tools as well to promote the Volley on the Hudson. And it ended up being a huge hit. And from there, I was like, I should be doing more of this. It was just fun to interact because, again, as you know, as a podcaster, an independent podcaster, it's very lonely. It's fun to talk to everyone over Squadcast or Zoom or whatever, but the interaction is not there. And so I feel like maybe you're this way too. I feed off the energy of people. And, and in person, it's just a whole different level. And so, yeah, I started kind of doing small events around New York. Then a Sundance came up. I knew the people that were putting it together. I was like, hey, look, let's do this. Like, let's do something different. This is the first South Asian house. Let's do an activation corner. That went well. And then South by Southwest happened. And I'm doing a few more this year. Okay. Any plans to come to Europe? Let's go. No question. I am ready to go. I would have loved to come for this year for the conference. I know you and I spoke in March. So yeah, you mentioned last week you met with Soul Sutras. Is that, was that her podcast? Yeah. And Brown Girls Can Do It. So I know a lot of stuff is happening in the UK. And I would love to get plugged in because podcasting, like we talked earlier, is not just a US thing now. It's global. Okay, we're going to do a London South Asian house, a real event live. I am in. I'm ready to help. Let's make this happen. Help? You're going to be hosting. Yes, hosting. Just... Done. Yeah, we've got to do it. I'm, sorry, people can't see this, but you're the more attractive one <laughs> who would be hosting it. Let's be clear. No one's coming to see me. Look, right? I'll take it. It's my birthday today, so I'm just going to take all the compliments. It's fine. You take them. <laughs> now, one of the other things you've been doing is working on the Podcast Academy. Now, congratulations. You've got voted back in. Thank you. Well done. What is the Podcast Academy? Let's start with that, first of all. What do you think it is? So let me, I'm going to give you the best definition that I think explains it all. It is the only professional membership organization that unites podcast creators with industry leaders. Think of it as podcast movement all year round, where everyone from the industry comes together, is able to network. You know, independent creators like me can meet big network heads, besides the networking, the educational portion of it, the programming part of it. And so I like to think if you want to do like a little similarity, it's podcast movement online all year, 
Of course, we're starting to have more live events through the Academy, tons of stuff happening this year. It's all about inclusivity. And we are really cognizant of having diverse leadership, not just with independents and industry leaders, but with female, male, all backgrounds. And I think the two pillars are to encourage creativity and award excellence. So like uplifting the industry. Okay. Now, one of my observations at the Vegas event where we had the Ambies was it was very American. Yeah. Now, so I jokingly called it the American Podcast Awards, really, because there was no European or British or Australian representation. Right. And that felt, for something that's meant to be an industry overarching academy, it felt very myopic. It was like the World Series of baseball, right? The Americans have it. <laughs> yeah. no, the rest of the world... It is the World it. Series. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, what yeah. we were joking about. That would be one thing I'd love for the Academy this year to try and reach out to more international participants to come on board. If you were selling the Academy, why would I join, you know, from based over here in Europe? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And you're right. I think we are still somewhat new. This is only a second year doing the Ambies. So I think it is US centric a little bit more just because it's an easier way to start as a new organization to figure out the kinks, how to grow this bigger. And of course, we want it to be international. And of course, we want to include everyone globally. Now, that being said, we do have two members of the board that are based outside the U.S., one in London. I believe her name is Christina Moore. Check me on that. And then uh, Chirag Desai is based in Dubai. And we are actually partnering with Sonoro to go to Mexico City in June to talk about more of the global landscape and meet more global creators and industry leaders. So it's getting there. I just think, honestly, the simple answer is it was the easiest way to start, I think, because we are so new. And now that we are understanding what we're capable of and the interest globally now, it is definitely 100% like what we want to focus on as well. Okay. Now, Rob Greenlee does a weekly podcast with Todd Cochran. And they were talking about an outreach program, really, of education. And I was like, really? So, again, tell me more about some of the other activities apart from the Ambies, which is very glamorous, and it's a once-a-year event. Right. Throughout the rest of the year, what does the Academy focus on? So we have this great mentor mentorship program where we ask mentors to sign up. And if you want a mentor, we pair you up with someone who was a professional, who has been doing this for a while, someone that we think would be a good match for you. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it as a mentor and a mentee. I was matched up with Louis, who was one of the heads of Wondery. And I got to talk to Marshall Louis once a month for like six months, just me and him as a little independent podcaster. So well, you can talk to Jen Sargent now. Yeah, she's on the board, by the way, now. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, so, like yeah. the access to the people who, you know, are frankly hard to get hold of because they are busy, they are running things. And so the mentor program, I think, is fantastic and very unique. And we have so many amazing names on there ready to help and give back. We also have masterclasses, which will be now called TPA Presents, where we have masters in various areas of the industry speaking. Uh, to our members about different aspects, whether it's marketing, audience growth, whatever it is, we have it all. 
every category is covered. And also, again, it's easy to reach out to these people and ask the questions and connect. So a lot of this is just being able to connect and talk to people that are maybe not easy to get hold of and get the advice. And I I do think the peer-to-peer connection is super important as well. We already talked about how in lonely podcasting can be. I joined the TPA just to like meet other podcast people. I didn't expect anything out of it. But just to like talk to other people that are I'm like, what the hell are we doing? What's happening here? So for me, I initially started it off just to make friends and feel like I had an office of some sort. I didn't expect to talk to Marshall Louie and like get all this great advice. It was an amazing, amazing thing that happened. And I was like, wow, TPA is really legit. Um, we are also going to be coming out in August, going to have our own podcast where uh, podcast industry people will be interviewing other podcast industry people. And you can sign up to be on it. It helps with your own marketing and you get to meet others. And so we want podcasters to have that access. So we're starting on new programs as well. Obviously, the Ambies are there. They're great. But we're thinking about other exciting things. The other thing to remember is that we are partnering with a lot of other platforms like the Black Pod Collective, BIPOC Podcast Creator, Air, State of Women. So we're working with everyone because we want to be team players. Yeah. What was interesting as an observation for me at the Ambies was these amazing creators and producers were winning awards. And yet in my podcast world, not one of those people exists because it's a very interesting separation between the two parties. I deal in a world where we're looking at people like Adam Curry and the podcasting 2.0 world and technologies and what's moving the RSS needle forward. So micropayments and and new ways of monetizing your podcast. And then on this other side, you've got these amazing production companies building and spending I wonder whether the Ambies would have space for extending the awards. This is just maybe some feedback to some of the platform players. There's a great platform called Fountain, which is innovative, right? right? There's some great hosts out there who are doing amazing work. And there's no recognition for them by the Podcast Academy. Right. And it felt like it was like, if you've produced this amazing podcast that has a big high-end budget, and yes, I know independents were covered as well, then we will celebrate you. Right. But the people that they rely on are the nuts and bolts people who build the railways and give you the pickaxes and whatever, so you can go and dig the gold. But these guys are building those railways and selling you the pickaxes. Right. But they're not getting any notice no, at all. No, for sure. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I think that's true. So I think a few things with that. I think that's why on the board of governors. That's why there's so many of us that are coming from different angles, aspects, places, roles to talk about these kind of things, because it can't just be all industry leaders on the board. So that's why they brought in someone like me who's an independent, who has literally just learned about the like podcast industry in the past 20 months. And I also do think, uh, again, the Ambies, we just finished our second year, it is new. And so I think we're always looking to see how to get better, how to be more inclusive, what we need to do to change. So I do think the feedback is definitely something we need to hear and what we're talking about, like what we can do better next year, who can we include, how do these independents feel, how do these platforms feel, what are we missing? I think it's ever-evolving still as a new organization. And so, yeah, and I agree. We need to make it happen. So I think that's why I love our board is because it is so diverse. 
And I will tell you, Sam, when I was voted on last year, I was nervous. I was like, no one's going to listen to me. Like, who am I? I felt empowered. It feels like everyone's on the same level playing field. And it's really nice. Yeah, again, and I know there's a lot of work being done around education as well. City University here in the UK have started an MA in podcasting, which I think is great. Is there, again, any thread or theme within the Podcast Academy to do more grassroots education work? Yeah, I think so. I think for now we are definitely kind of filtering and understanding what we have done so far to make sure that is working before we start expanding more, right? And so in terms of grassroots, it's definitely on the agenda. I don't know that there's been nothing specific talked about yet. So I think, sure, why not, right? We're not this old organization that's stuck in our ways. I think we're an organization that's still ever evolving. That's why it's really cool to be part of it right now, because we can actually make a change in there. We can actually form ideas that maybe we missed or maybe that are needed. Like podcasting, still, the wild, wild west, still, is ever evolving. And so I think we are too. We're always willing to grow. I don't think there's ever like a, oh, God, no. It's always like, oh, okay, let's see how we can make this work. Cool. Yeah. So if I wanted to join, where would I go? Thepodcastacademy.com, I believe that's nice and simple. (laughs) (laughs) Just check in. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. So membership, you can sign up there. Look, Sam, there is always like discounts on membership. So make sure you look out for that. I think it's a hundred a year, but we always have some sort of deal or discount. Cool. And if anyone wants to go and listen to your podcast, where would they go? Anywhere they listen to (laughs) podcasts. The website is tuckeredoutwithummy.com. I'm obviously on all the major platforms. I do have a newsletter on Substack, amitucker.substack.com. And then my Instagram is at tuckeredoutpodcast. And you and I are going to be doing a South Asian podcast event in London. I am so, so ready. Uh, like Sometime soon. So ready. I'm doing one in DC in June for the Impact Group. So we're focusing on South Asians and politics in the U.S., and I have some big names on that one. And so we can totally make it happen in London. Cool. And last thing, given everything you're doing with podcasting, and it's quite an umbrella thing, taking the first question you asked, which is you wanted to find a way to make sure that you enabled yourself to have that creative outlet. Do you think you've achieved it? I think not only have I achieved it, I think, I I have figured out that what I am doing with podcasting is who I am. Communication is like my key, is my golden key. It's been something I've always loved doing. And I know a lot of people say this, but I am a people person. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested in people's stories. I find everyone's fascinating. Everyone has yeah, a, everyone has a story. Everyone has they a story. Do. I don't care how many followers you have on whatever social media platform. Some of my best interviews are people that are not known. And that's kind of, those are my favorite moments, honestly. Yeah, I interviewed Jordan Harbinger and he said exactly the same. Some of his favorite interviews are stories of people that you wouldn't have heard. Totally. You wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah, of course, it's fun to interview the bigger name people. But I think another theme of mine growing up, Indian America, I've always kind of felt like an underdog. Here, I think a lot of South Asians do growing up here. Well, my generation, at least. 
So for me, the underdog story is so appealing. And I love underdogs and I love sharing their stories. That's, I think, another reason why I started it. I think it's a very powerful story to tell. And I want to tell stories of South Asian women and men that people need to hear that are so important, but don't, they don't have a spotlight. Last question, because YouTube today have announced that they've put the podcast into the YouTube music app and they've pushed it out widely and blah, blah, blah. And so now, although it's not technically a podcast because it has no RSS feed, so not yep, YouTube, yep. but other than that, and then stealing the name podcast, it fundamentally is a video. Will you move into that medium, do you think? Not right now. It, that was a very quick answer. That means you've thought, I thought about, about it. I thought about it actually for a while. I think the other thing I've discovered about my podcast, myself, what I'm doing, I'm going to do, I'm going to make this podcast and do it in a way that I'm comfortable with. I'm not going to do it just to get the numbers and the downloads and do what's we're supposed to be doing. I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel right to me right now. I'm not saying it's not right. It's fantastic medium. I know tons of people that are doing it. I do have a video aspect and I do post that in my own way through my channels. I also don't believe in posting on 10 different social media channels. I feel like I want to focus on two or three max, build it from there. And uh, yeah, I know I, I'm not even supposed to say that as an independent podcaster because, you know, you're supposed to go everywhere. But I just no. I'm going to do this my way. And less is more. Yeah, it's just yeah, less is more. And the older I'm getting, which is not so old, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm just realizing I'm going to do this the way I feel good about. Yeah, that fits you. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much. Lovely chatting to you. I hope to meet you in London very shortly. Let's make it happen.